0: Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. As we move forward in our study and meditation upon the Divine Liturgy, we come to a prayer uh, that happens after we said the lord's prayer the priest does a prayer in preparation for holy communion hearken o lord jesus christ our god from your holy dwelling place and from the throne of glory of your kingdom and come to sanctify us you who are enthroned with the father on high And are present among us invisibly here. And with your mighty hand, grant communion of your most pure body and precious blood to us and through us to all the people. And I want to examine this particular prayer in context of today's gospel reading, which is the parable of the landlord who lets out his vineyard to tenants who then proceed to stone and kill and beat all of his servants who come to collect what is due, and finally sends his son and has his son killed by those tenants. And when he asks the Pharisees what should happen to these tenants, they of course say that they should be punished, and replaced. And Christ responds by quoting the Psalms. Have you not read in the Scriptures the very stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eye. The psalm that is quoted here is Psalm 117 or 118, depending on whether or not you use the Septuagint numbering or the Masoretic numbering. But it is a psalm that we have encountered in context of the liturgy before, because this is the psalm from whence the saying comes, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It is the psalm that is quoted by uh, the people who are praising the entrance of Christ into the city on Palm Sunday. It is something that the, the priest says when the people are singing uh, the him you know, Holy God, Holy Mighty, Holy Immortal, have mercy on us the priest goes in front of the prothesis, which is where the gifts have been prepared, and he says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Let's get back to Psalm 117, 118. The import of this particular psalm is that this psalm says something rather remarkable. The person who is Proclaiming this psalm in the text says, I shall not die, but live. And this despite of all of the tribulations that are being thrown at this person. For example, they circled and surrounded me. They surrounded me like bees around a honeycomb. They were inflamed like a fire in a thorn bush. I was shoved and disheartened that I might fall. But the Lord took hold of me. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he became my salvation. I shall not die, but live. So it is from this psalm that Christ is quoting to the Pharisees in their response to his parable that that miserable wretch, those miserable wretches should die. And then he says, have you not heard? that the stone that the builders rejected has become the corner. And what he is calling attention to here is the fact that the psalm itself does not answer the question, who says, I shall not die, but live. So the question central to understanding this psalm is to figure out who it is that is saying, I shall not die, but live. And what he is doing with this parable and with this quote is calling attention to the fact that the guy that is being talked about here is me. I am that son. I am that rock that you will reject. I am the son that you will try to kill, but I shall not die, but live. And it is in this context that I want to speak about this prayer that the priest says in preparation for Holy Communion. Hearken, O Lord Jesus Christ our God, from your holy dwelling place and from the throne of glory of your kingdom, and come to sanctify us." you who are enthroned with the Father on high and are present among us invisibly here. And with your mighty hand, grant communion of your most pure body and precious blood to us and through us to all the people. And of course, this prayer makes no sense unless we know that Christ is the one who is blessed because he comes. That we know that Christ is that stone that has been rejected but now is the corner. That Christ is the one who says, I shall not die but live. That he is the incarnate Son of God and God himself, who went to the cross and rose on the third day so that he might offer to us his body and his blood and that in this space, He is not only present, but he is the one that is going to command us to come forward and partake. It is he that is holding out his body and his blood. It is his hand, not mine, that gives communion. Again, with your mighty hand, grant us communion. And this is why it is traditional for the people to kiss the hand of the priest and the bishop, because it is this hand that gives us communion. It is the hand that God himself uses to give us himself. And so you are not, in actuality, kissing the hand of the priest, but rather kissing the hand of Christ himself through the priest or through the bishop. Now this parable, is often used to demonstrate that God is going to be taking away his blessing from the Jews and giving it to the Gentiles through his church, because the verse after is a condemnation of the Pharisees for what they will do, that they will kill the Christ. But in today's epistle reading, Paul entreats us to do everything with love, And so we need to understand this parable and this quotation of Psalm 117, 118 in context of that love, and we see it made manifest in this prayer. By your mighty hand, grant communion of your most pure body and precious blood to us and through us to all your people. So in the same way that when you kiss the hand of a priest or a bishop, you're kissing the hand of Christ who gives you communion. When we are partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we are not just taking it for ourselves, but because we share in human nature, we are taking it for all of humanity. So that Christ gives to us himself and through us to all the people. So all of those people who disagree with us, all those people who threaten us, all of those people who hate us, and even seek to destroy and kill us, get to share in this blessing of Holy Communion by the act of us coming forward out of love to partake of Christ, not just for ourselves, but for all the people. That through us, and the fact that we share our human nature with all of humankind, in some small way, the blessing and eternal life bestowed upon us through this simple act is shared throughout the world in the hopes and in the prayers that through us, and the love that we share with each other and the love that we have for the world will be able to see the Holy Spirit moving through them so that they might understand the truth, that blessed is he who comes as our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, that the stone that was rejected is now the corner, that the one who declares that I shall not die but live as our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. And that this declaration becomes us when we say these words in this prayer. Because through Christ, death has been trampled down upon death, and I shall not die, but live through Jesus Christ. And that eternal life will be shared with every single human being that ever was, is, or will be because we believe in a general resurrection. And so the import of what we do today is beyond our imagination, that every single time you step forward to partake of the body and the blood of Christ, you do not know the magnitude of the good that happens through that simple act. Because through you, someone out there is participating in what happens here. That the Holy Spirit has a chance through you to soften a heart and open the eyes so that those who today do not see through us begin to see the truth that is our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit now and forever into the ages.